0: Welcome to Why the Long Face. Two old friends lifting the lid on mental health over a beer with author and psychiatrist Paul Keedwell and business consultant and so called comedian Ollie Turnbull.
1: Hello and welcome. To uh, why the long face, you looked very shocked uh, across the table, Dr. Keele.
0: Yeah, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't see that coming. Really? I wasn't ready for your boisterousness.
1: That's incredible, that at the beginning of a podcast you didn't expect I mean, I know the word you, hello.
0: Well, I didn't expect it in that manner. Yeah? In that fashion, because no, you came back from work really frazzled. So yeah,
1: you... yeah, I'll tell you, work is no good. I want to do this for a living, this is fun.
0: Work is terrible. It's not bad, actually, doing this.
1: That's what Actually, that is what my first boss told me. I didn't like my first six months in work after uni. And he said, of course you don't. Works rubbish. Works boring. Works terrible.
0: <laughs> it's great to have an inspiring boss. He
1: was. He's horrible mank. Works, of course, works boring, Oliver. Turn balls.
0: You're not because supposed to is. enjoy it. No,
1: that's why people keep pigeons. That's literally what he said.
0: <laughs> that's why you have hobbies. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is our hobby, effectively.
1: You, well, it is for now. But I think we're that good. I think one day it's going to be our profession.
0: Mm. Pride comes before. Anyway.
1: How's the beer going down, brother? What have you got? Ooh, uh, I've I've oh, moved. That up. looks very crafty. That
0: it is. It's a Hophead by Dark Star what are Brewery, you Looking at Hophead, oh,
1: right. Uh,
0: which is um, as you would imagine quite heavy on the hops.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But low on the maltiness. Right. So okay. it's it's really crisp, uh, bitter, pale ale.
1: Right. Good. Nice description.
0: Um, yeah, but a bit out of the bottle. It's not quite as nice as a. Out of the pump, not <laughs> not for this particular, not this particular brew.
1: Not as good as out the pump.
0: Anyway, the pump. Um, so what
1: we're on about here is uh, social media. It's a new phenomenon, relatively, uh, well, but there are papers. Oh,
0: well, fifteen years old, right? Facebook, yeah. relatively new. So guess, relatively new
1: compared to um, civilization. Uh, and it has been said in certain reports, which we've been reading very fastidiously, that uh, it might not help with people's mental health, particularly areas of depression. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, What are your opening thoughts, Doctor?
0: Well, I thought a good place to start was this review article from 2014. So it's five years old, and there has been other research since then. Um, Is the use of Facebook likely to lead to depression or even suicide? And there was another, isn't there another part which says, um, if you're depressed
1: already, are you likely to turn to social media as right. well? Right.
0: That's the big question, the the direction of effect. Yeah.
1: Does it make any point that somehow um, an interaction or a relationship that is fostered on Facebook is somehow uh, not as wholesome as a relationship or conversation Uh, that you have face-to-face because of the um, inherent uh,
0: distance or level of abstraction you are from each other, if you like. This is the big question about is social media social? Is it helpful to our social networking? Or are we replacing a a deeper, more meaningful face-to-face social interaction with more superficial interaction? Or is it the case that Facebook is used in a healthy way increases the amount of quality uh, interaction in the real world IRL
1: or indeed nice one or indeed any interaction so imagine you're very depressed maybe a face-to-face interaction is more than you can uh, more that you feel that you can stand in terms of the effort. right whereas an interaction on Facebook may be something which requires less effort
0: potentially right Um, and you're not sleeping anyway because you're depressed so there's something to do so it's a diversion for people who are already depressed, and that that explains some of the relationship between depression and uh, excessive Facebook use, right? Right. I I think what they conclude is there is still no clear evidence that Facebook use leads to depression, but there have been other studies since this, I think, which have tried to tried to sort of pick apart that positive correlation between Facebook use and depression. It's not just about the amount of use; it's the type of use, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and and I suppose that again, we talk about this a lot: correlation and causation. So you might find a very depressed person spending a lot of time on Facebook because um, she can't face the outside world, potentially. But that is not saying that Facebook is causing depression. Far from it, of course.
0: Absolutely far from it, yeah. As you said, if you are um, socially withdrawn, which is a symptom of depression, right, we've established that, because uh, you tend to experience a lot more social anxiety, you have less confidence, you have lowered self-esteem, and lowered self efficacy, that feeling that you can affect social change, right? So you perhaps find solace in more superficial, possibly more passive communications on Facebook. And I think there is a more recent research that backs that up, right? Yeah. From what I've read anyway.
1: So you talked about self esteem there. And um I think there's there's, there's two There's a whole theories. section on that in this review. There there is and I read it earlier and there's two there seems to be two kind of almost counter theories. Yeah. One is on social media, you are uh, what my wife calls able to present the the shop window of your life. Yeah, you know, the stuff that you want punters or friends or people who know you friends uh, or Facebook friends to see. Yeah, uh, versus what's really going on. And yeah. that can have a, a potentially a positive um, effect on your self esteem because you can direct if you like. You can you can curate if you like um, what parts of you um photos opinions things you've read whatever um are available if you like to the outside world the corollary of that being of course that you can also see everybody else's shop window and that might right l- but the you f- fe- right leave you feeling inadequate or um so
0: so that therefore depends on where your attention is focused because i think they were they were pointing out in the article quite sensibly that um you could write your own cv and if it's a good cv that's quite a good bo- boost to your ego um, They were saying that the, there were certain pointers to how much you are um, reinforcing positive sense of self in, in terms of how many times you update your profile picture and that sort of thing. Mm. I think that was quite interesting. But yeah, the the downside and what they say is possibly going on a lot of the time is that people's self esteem is in a longitudinal way over a prospective study is going down the more that they that they use social media or if they use social media in a particular way which is to compare themselves mm. with other people is that because if you if you curate your own your
1: own shop window you can only if you like fool yourself for so long before the overwhelming nature of everybody else's shop window the brilliant lives they're having the beautiful yeah. kids they have and the nice car and the relationship and the places they travel yeah. all becomes too much for your sense of self
0: yeah and uh, this relates to concept of active versus passive facebook use that i came across so you're if you're passively you know scrolling through the updates now those little icons that pop up on your facebook and what all your all your glamorous friends are doing lately Mm. uh the glamorous places they're visiting the the babies they've had and all that sort of thing their life's moving on it looks to be fantastic and all you do is scrolling through other people's lives there is a there does appear to be a direct relationship. or um, certainly a close association between that kind of behaviour and depression. Now, it's the, the, the direction of causation is still not established. So if you're depressed, you might be more likely to pass, use Facebook in a passive way because you're more withdrawn socially. And therefore but using it in a passive way, what? Leads you potentially to fall victim of... Gosh, look at all these
1: great well, the, lives that people are having.
0: Well, what I, ha- I haven't said that doing that is going to deepen your depression. What I've said is that if you're depressed, you're more likely to use Facebook passively and less proactively. And what I mean by proactively is by using it to set up meetings IRL, right? Or mm-hmm. tell people you've just moved. Um, hey, hey guys, I'm visiting uh, Croatia. Who's been to Croatia recently? Or is anyone in town in Zagreb <laughs> or whatever? You that's That's an example of using it pro-socially and actively or you might be setting up a facebook page where or an interest group yeah or setting up an event in the real world that you you want like-minded people to join you in visiting Mm. so that all of that activity is associated with positive mental health and good self and healthy self-esteem so one other thing i read um
1: because that makes perfect sense is that sometimes the very nature of discourse on social media can help uh, someone who is withdrawn or low energy in that. Um, yeah, there's an immediacy with conversation. You say something, I've got to say something back of interest. OK, whereas there's a sort of asymmetric communication pattern um, in social media and that you have time to consider your answer uh, and um, make sure that you're happy with the answer before you before you release it into the world. Uh-huh. And that can be quite a positive thing um, I read um for
0: people who are uh, is that is that asymmetric why is that asymmetric because both both parties can do that right can consider their answers before giving them yeah no no i used the wrong word oh yeah completely the wrong word right okay but um, anyway
1: so the, the what, what i meant to say
0: <laughs> but but i get it i get what you're trying to say it's like if you if you're cognitively slowed uh due to your depression which yeah. is a which is a thing right mm. we've recognized that then you've got more time to formulate your responses
1: yeah so it's not
0: asymmetrical. And you feel you're under less pressure, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it's a little bit like uh, w- when you're having uh, one of those conversations where you've got to say over. Um, uh, so in other words, it has to be completely sequential, the conversation. I think uh, it's non-sequential. <laughs> it's probably the word I'm trying non- to think of. Non- I'm right. Yeah. So you you say something and I've got time to think about it. Uh, and then m- m- moderate and modulate an answer that's, that's appropriate, that I'm happy with. So right. it represents the real me. Whereas if I'm under pressure of a social situation, I've got to be witty, Ooh. or I've got to say something oh. clever.
0: So there's um, something about it having more veracity as well.
1: Uh, absolutely. More veracity and more, yeah, I'm happy with that. Whereas, oh, Christ, I've said something stupid. Um, could be something that okay. uh, um, uh, sets you up for failure. in a, in a in Okay, a but it
0: would be a complicated process to try and prove that, that yeah, exactly. that 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 increased veracity of conversation is going to lead to is going to be positive for the depressed person. But what you could say as a minimum is that some inter- social interaction is better than no interaction. Because if you weren't um, if you weren't uh, communicating on Facebook on social media, you wouldn't be communicating at all. Arguably, I think it's two things because you cut off the face to face.
1: Yeah, quite. I think that's two things, and they're both valid. One is. Any kind of communication for someone who's on the sofa and can't and can't muster the energy to do anything apart from be on their phone is right. a
0: good thing. So that's a positive thing about Facebook. Yeah,
1: any any communication is good communication. But this thing that I'm talking about is that is the mere fact that there is a time lag, if you
0: like. Between yeah, you can get more out of the conversation. Uh, potentially
1: yes but you can be more satisfied with your contribution contribution.
0: right exactly rather than be beating yourself up mind you depressed people beat themselves up whatever if they're bad enough i think that's really interesting so actually what you're saying there that was related to the self-esteem issue you're saying if you've got time to curate a good answer or good response within a conversation or a discussion that's going to be good for your self-esteem
1: Yeah, potentially, because some people I've noticed are intelligent, well read and want to have a debate with a positive outcome. Yeah, but they don't think quickly necessarily. And that makes them in a social situation seen as not good debaters or not yeah. good, not good um, people who are able to express their opinion. Yeah, no, that, that's that's false because that's just a particular mode of debating a point. Do it um, where there's a there's a, a time lag. Uh, and they become far more erudite and far more able to um express yep. themselves and, and that might have a positive effect on self-esteem that that's that's the point that i was reading about
0: yeah yeah now i think the other main uh, issue that this article covered was online addiction oh ah, yes specifically online social network addiction but it's interesting because i've um, and i'm absolutely sure that that must exist amongst certain individuals probably a significant proportion of individuals because we know that uh, increasingly we know more and more about particularly online gaming but as a community uh, of people that you're competing against it's almost a, an unlimited uh, gauntlet that's thrown out there because yeah. of that right Unlimited, almost unlimited number of games and almost unlimited number of challenges you're always gonna be someone slightly better than you yeah that, or that i can just completely. spend one more night doing this i know i'll crack it uh, and get the gold gold medal or whatever all the trophy for the Best person at playing Doom in the world, or whatever. Something more Doom's, Vengeance and Dragons. <laughs> and when Doom's be very, like... very outmaid, Sorry, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, a goblet of power, or a, or a, a magical, knows. enchanted axe. All designed, of course, to uh, foster that addiction. All these little uh, rewards that you get, yeah. little trinkets, um, and it's the same for, I think, for social media. We don't know enough yet about the people that might be particularly vulnerable to to this, right? But we know that there are people who are so addicted to online gaming that they are starving themselves. They're not eating. Bloody hell. And they're, 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 they're making themselves properly ill by not sleeping as well. Depression is a route into addiction, but addiction can also be a route into uh, depression, especially if you're eroding your sleep to that degree. That's mm. going to cause you psychological, right? That's going to cause you psychological harm.
1: And presumably, an addiction like this is where you're you're alternating between pornography and gaming.
0: You must or, look at yourself... Or, and or social media, I guess. That, yeah. That might be a So it's part of it, looking phenomenon. at yourself
1: and going, God, my life is, is completely online now. Does that feed a depressive cycle of thinking?
0: Yes, I think it does. Well, what it is correlated with are things that we know are correlated with, with uh, increased um, vulnerability to depression. And the most important of those is completely cutting off your social network right in the in the real right. world irl right. in the meat world as they call it right <laughs> you have no um proper social development or proper neurocognitive development if you're getting addicted at the age of say between 9 and 11 or something where for the brain is is proper, you know it's it's a critical period i think through through adolescence mm. um older teenagers are probably better able to have insight into the fact they may be becoming addicted. Or to be less vulnerable to having those pathways
1: cemented in their brain when they're... Correct, right. So one thing, right? So addiction to gaming, I can completely understand because you're in an environment where you can compete literally against the best in the world if you're good enough and you can kill, climb up that ladder and it must be very um, enticing to be able to do that. Secondarily, I can sort of relate, uh, not relate, (laughs) directly, but I can understand the addiction to internet Porn, I mean, you see the the, the the thrill of seeing that for the first time and you want to replicate the thrill and increase the mm. uh, increase the level of thrill. But in terms of social media, I'm not quite sure I'm finding it think, easy to um, recognize the mechanism. I Although think, I have felt times, mm-hmm. say on YouTube, for example, mm. um, I quite am interested in boxing slightly. Mm. So I'll see a, a good boxing match. and Then another good boxing match will be presented to me. And I can find myself watching uh, re-watching classic uh, right boxing fights for well not hours but it it's it's sort of feeds a hunger that you didn't know you had if you like
0: well that that that, that then um, overlaps doesn't it because i mean facebook and social media are places where people uh, post and publish youtube videos that kind of thing so you could see that you could e- easily be hooked on what people post
1: It's very strange. I mean, I'm on another group on Facebook where people post their old photos, and now old photos of one's family is really interesting. But I'm finding to your family. But why is it? Why is it interesting to other people? But it is. It's really weird. You look at these old photos and you think, oh God, what was that? What was that? A woman thinking? Was she worried?
0: Yeah. I don't think I'd get hooked on that, but anyway, each to their own. So maybe you could be addicted to a particular interest group, but I think it's more to do with what I've read. Is it's more to do with the narcissistic uh, instinct amongst us and the amongst you, uh, the need, <laughs> the need to the, the constant need for validation that you have, for example, right? <laughs> do you think so through the social me, needs?
1: Does that make me a pleasanter person? I think it probably does, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it makes
0: me nicer? Makes... I was at Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah. Look at me! Everyone, look at me! I was at Wimbledon. So uh, I don't know. I think there might be an addiction to posting stuff, as just as much as there being an addiction. It's like it's a, it's the um it's the other side of the same coin, isn't it? You're you're addicted to posting stuff about how amazing your life is, or I don't know. It could be just the beauty treatment you've had that day, Oliver
1: uh not guilty
0: what about the lipo
1: i had a bit of lipo i had a bit of tummy tuck <laughs> and uh, everyone's agreed that it's made no difference to my level of attractiveness <laughs>
0: still. it's still very low
1: i'm a four out of ten i'm a solid four i'm happy a with solid that. four is not bad man yeah yeah because um three is more like this, this is comically unattractive whereas uh, and then two right. is un- unfortunately unattractive but i'm just simply unattractive
0: right what is one? Is that uh, people who've had terrible accidents? Yeah, it's, right. it's a train wreck. Okay. okay, fine. Um, one of the best possible taste. Um Yeah, so where were we going with this? Yeah, I just think it's a, a, a narcissistic addiction to uh, validation of your posts. How many likes have I got this week? I just imagine um, social influencers and people like that have it to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, that's a really strange new um, phenomenon, isn't it? The social, right, the right. Instagram stuff. I, right. I haven't got a massive problem with it. Some people think it's, I, I just think it's kind of democratic.
0: Well, yeah, I don't, I, I don't have a view really. I just think it, it's only a problem if it causes social harm and physical and mental health, Yeah, uh, harm to your physical and mental health. Then, it, okay, so this was not a bad article, but it didn't cover the issue of cyberbullying a massive uh massive
1: problem and uh i have got some um, relatively young children and the the idea of this is it sends shivers down my spine i mean the, the the big thing about cyber bullying which is different from ordinary bullying is that ordinary bullying is left behind at the school gate the old, old school bullying <laughs> your yeah. old, old school no
0: <laughs> back in our day it old was school. over at the school gates. well yeah. it wasn't over it wasn't over at the school gates it was over when you got <laughs> got home, wasn't it? If you managed to get home. Because you'd be wa- often running the gauntlet from the school gates to home.
1: Well, you would have been of course <laughs> I would have been the bully. Um Yes. Um but no, and it, a serious point though. I mean it really is a twenty four seven thing and I, I see Where's my... your
0: pocket money, Keith? well <laughs> Give us <laughs> give me your got? pocket money, or well, I'll throw you into those stingers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where did you go to school at Eton? <laughs> <I'm like, laughs> no, but it's you it's Ian Ian You talk a bit like that. <laughs> oh, I
0: see. I'm being you. Oh,
1: right. You went to finishing
0: school, didn't you? Or prep school?
1: I went to prep school and then went to prep school. starting school, actually, and then grammar school after that.
0: God, prepped you to be (laughs) a gammon in your
1: later age. That's right. We had gammon (laughs) lessons.
0: Uh, (laughs) uh, 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 How how to um, to be a grumpy middle-aged man. Correct. How to go... While going going the shade of meat.
1: Yeah. It doesn't matter what your opinions were. You've got to (laughs) hold them really strongly get
0: <laughs> until your face goes as a, a, a nice kind of rouge
1: yeah uh, b- b- fueled with claret and high blood pressure yeah. but uh to get back to the point um it, it's, a, it's a very serious point I, I look at the amount of time my daughter spends on the mobile phone and i just imagine a mobile phone it's not like my
0: a mobile phone <laughs> what a phone that you can move
1: around <laughs> uh, a mobile telephone um And you just think, what are the messages being sent to her? And what could they be? um, Right. Imagine how awful it would be, how traumatizing it would be to feel that you couldn't get away.
0: There's also the the things that you post in Innocence when you're quite young and you you don't really, you don't appreciate that once they're there, they're there forever, potentially. Because even if you delete your account, it doesn't delete all the messages you've sent other people or the photos that you posted necessarily. So
1: some some uh, platforms claim to, like Snapchat right. claims to delete the message after a certain amount of time. Okay. Personally, I don't say anything about not trusting Snapchat, but I would never ever dream of posting anything on Snapchat that I wouldn't want read out in court. Frankly, right. Right. But or, the same goes.
0: The same goes for Facebook. Right no no exactly but facebook's worse because that that because you, you all have a whole network of friends many of whom will have uh somewhere on their profiles evidence of what whatever you've posted Quite. once you put a photo out there you, it's no, very very i mean the
1: right to be forgotten is is all, an almost impossible it's conceptual,
0: conceptual. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and i, I just delusionally shudder even. at uh at nights out that i had at university which could have been photographed slash film not that i did anything illegal but just the embarrassment of it
0: but you don't have to do anything illegal to lose your job actually anyway, yeah do you or to be just something embarrassing that I mean. something that brings the company that's deemed deemed to bring the company into disre- 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 disrepute yeah. well, <laughs> Easy for me to say but if you were i mean that I, I think now often when you're when you're applying for positions now they will do a screen of your facebook account
1: not often Every single time.
0: Every time? Yeah, so it has that, to absolutely that, um, That's absolutely, oh, absolutely standard now. Yeah, wow. totally. Great. So I had
1: a case of um, a friend of mine, his nephew, um, had posted something on Twitter offensive. They got a job with my company. Uh, my company did a scan of social media. And this mm. was several years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. Found the tweet and withdrew the job application.
0: Right. Well, I mean, that's amazing. But... I guess we we this is in danger of turning into a general chat about Facebook, the merits and otherwise of Facebook but there is a serious point here about the cyberbullying we went off topic a bit I'm sorry no I'm sorry no, anyway I- we we both we both digressed a little bit um The thing
1: about it is, what I would say about cyberbullying, if I may, is that it's uh, like a lot of things that have uh, um, come to the surface as a result of the internet, which I still believe, overall, is a force for the good, is it's a brand new thing that we've got to learn how to cope with. And we've got to learn to deal with the effects of, and we've got to arm our kids and adults
0: um, with uh, with, with mechanisms to uh, minimise the effects. Strategies. Or Or even if you can't do that, if they're too young, to really and a lot of kids uh that use facebook are too young to mediate their own use of it you have to ration it right
1: uh, agreed and this comes back to your and point. supervise it
0: correct i mean it comes back to your point
1: about um uh, the period in, in in young people's lives when they um create these pathways of which yeah. lead to addiction being particularly prevalent when they're very
0: young which makes it incumbent on parents and teachers to to, yeah. to protect It's the same lack it's the same lack of insight or, or development of the frontal lobe and self-awareness that, that means that they perhaps uh, are not going to uh, be great at dealing with, with a cyberbullying situation. Well we know that right because we've seen the uh, not in this paper but we've seen in other papers we've read that uh, there, is, there is a link between cyberbullying and depression and esteem uh, problems particularly in in girls, but also in boys, but more so in girls. And there is a link, uh, definitely more, even more serious, a link with suicide. Mm.
1: And that is obviously when it becomes um, um, terribly serious and terribly real. Shall we um, summarise? Shall we summarise? I think we should do that, yeah. Yeah, so let me try, and then you tell me where I go wrong. <laughs> um, what's been unexpected is that... Um, We we, we talk about the negative sides of social media, addiction, uh, reliance um, and how it can feed uh, problems of self-esteem. But there are positives as well, it would seem, from social media in that it's a way to communicate with the outside world when you feel that a physical relationship is uh, or a physical interaction is beyond you. Um, It offers you a a link to resources you can use um, if you're suffering from something uh, like depression and it can be a a method of communication which is particularly appropriate for someone who's thinking slowly or um, again can't face IRL in the real world Mm. um, or who wants to communicate in a more um, considered manner. Um, considering their responses more carefully and indeed curating what the outside world sees about them. So I think it will be a, a, a bit too much of a broad brush to say um, uh, how well, bad social media is. I think... I think I be think... aware of the, uh, the, the the problems that it can cause and, and look uh, to use the positives that it can bring.
0: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think people who are depressed use Facebook more. There's a certain type of face, obsessive Facebook use can lead to lower self-esteem and depression. So both are probably true. The last bit's really important. So the take-home message is, if you're going to use social media, um, use it in a pro-social, proactive way and don't use it in a passive way and try not to get dragged into the more narcissistic, look at me, I need my validation from this thing kind of way. Would That's, that be a, that's fair? a
1: beautiful summary. I really, really like that summary. Uh, and it pains me to say it. Um, Ironic announcement. Our Facebook page is YTLF. Uh, Go to it. And if you want to communicate with us, um, you can communicate with us through there, Twitter, YTLF, etc., etc.
0: Through that evil social media. (laughs) Which can be a force for good, as well as a force for evil. Indeed. See you soon. Hey, thanks for joining us on Why the Long Face. As ever, we're here to inform, hopefully, and entertain, but we're not here to give you medical advice. There is, however, information on our website, ytlf.com, that's w-h-y-t-l-f.com, about where to get help. See you next time.